Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Birds with Friends on the Friday before Sunday night's big game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I am Bo Wolf. This is Birds with Friends. Next to me is Shil Kapadia, who is just racing through some kind of granola bar or something because the man is starving. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. He hasn't eaten lunch. Yeah, you messed up my food schedule. You said that you would be better on the podcast if you were cranky, so here we are. Here we are. No lunch, but an eventful day, kind of. Yeah, an eventful couple days since we last spoke on Wednesday night. Just fill some time so I can keep On Birds with Friends Radio. Coming up on the show today, we will do a little bird it through the grapevine, what we've learned over the past couple days, and then we will dig in to this matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys, a coil of the tape, an owl you know, and a crystal bald eagle. Do you still need more time for me to vamp? You can get started. I'll chime in when I feel like it. So what's the news here? Uh, the Eagles uh, thought they were going to have Darren Sproles back last we talked. Turns out you can't really quite count on uh, an old man coming off a soft tissue injury. He re-injures the hamstring. He's going to be out for another extended period of time, leaving the Eagles without a return specialist after they released DeAndre Carter, and he was claimed off waivers by the Houston Texans. So we don't know who's going to be returning kicks for the Eagles this week. And uh, we don't know what the running back situation is going to look like. Sidney Jones is a little bit closer to returning than Jalen Mills, although probably neither will play this week. We don't know what the nickel situation is going to look like. We can speculate on that as well. Lane Johnson is indeed most likely going to play through the sprained MCL at right tackle. Jason Kelsey will con- or Jason Peters will continue to play through the torn bicep. Am I missing any important injury notes? Corey Graham is coming back. This week, that's huge. That's I, not. That I huge. think you've hit on everything, and I think you started with Darren Sproles there, and I think the organization certainly leaves itself open to some criticism with the move to release DeAndre Carter. I thought Jimmy Kemsky uh, nailed this. Okay, give it in, to me in his tweet. In that uh, it was, uh, there's no real argument that it wasn't a mistake to whack DeAndre Carter in favor of Ty McGill when. They also have Trayvon Hester, who's not giving you a ton. Haloti Nada, who has not given you a ton. And Tim Jernigan is presumably coming back in the next couple of weeks. Do you really need all those non-contributors at defensive tackle at a position where guys are playing, you know, maybe one or two downs? Yeah, it's the easiest position to fill on the defense, maybe on either side of the ball. Uh, probably is that two-down defensive tackle. It's the position that's being phased out of the league in many ways or you know if if you need somebody to do it but certainly not that important and yeah here you had darren sproles what 36 years old is that right it's close to that okay yeah i think that's i think that's right 36 coming off a hamstring injury that has kept him out for so long 
And before he even practices, I mean, he was feeling good, Doug Peterson said. Medical staff felt good about it. Um, but they really left themselves no insurance in terms of, well, what happens if he... He's 35. 35. If he does get injured, maybe we should see, can he make it through the week? They didn't do any of that. So obviously they felt very, very confident um, that he would be able to play. He was not. He got out there, practiced. The first day of practice gets injured. Doug Peterson says he's optimistic that Sproles will return at some point this season. We'll see. I mean, it would be yeah. no surprise if he's played his last down in the NFL, not to be like blunt and... Uh, heartless about it you know you right. certainly feel for the guy he wanted to um end his career on his own terms but i read uh, a story about that yeah in the summer not a spring chicken though i would say not i, I think that's fair and i know you we, somebody had said this earlier in the day and you were curious what exactly is a spring chicken i don't know where the, what the etymology of that phrase is yeah i don't know either he's more like a fall chicken at this point oh i'm sure someone will chime in and let us know so now yeah you go into this game with some question marks at uh pun returners the first one so what do you think now i think i i i will say that as much as i like deandre carter i think there might be a little bit too much ballyhoo oh how dare you being made of this it's not like i mean deandre carter had a couple of really nice returns but he also never fair caught the ball the kickoff returns were not great uh I think they'll be able to get by. My guess is we will see Golden Tate as the punt returner and probably Shelton Gibson as the kickoff returner. Who are the other options? Nelson Aguilar has done it in the past. In, in to once in the NFL. Little acclaim, yeah. Uh, so but he did it in college. I mean, he, he has experience. I don't think that's going to be his... Golden Tate's done it, what, four times this since year or 2015? Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. Uh, so no one has done it a ton, yeah. but, you know, <clears throat> they're kind of used to being back there in a pinch, I guess you could say. Yeah. And um, it's one of those things where if they fumble or there's a disastrous play, right. we'll be all over it after the game. I would say the most likely scenario, as Joe Banner likes to say, is that... Someone gets back there, it's fine. It doesn't end up being that big of a deal. I think that's that's probably the right read. Although it would be nice if special teams, for like the first time since I wrote about Dave Phipp, could do something positive to contribute to a win. Kapadia Curse. Hey, listen, their punt game is good. That's the strongest Kapadia Curse of all of them. I mean, this guy was on like a... You think that's stronger than you single-handedly ending the season of the player of the sports person of the year and the team's starting quarterback as the team was... Uh, marching towards the number one seed. That one was a bit fluky because I hadn't written the story yet. Mm. I was just yeah, that was actually more of a, a, pro, a stereotypical wolf curse that you had. As yeah. A... This one was I wrote about yeah. FIP and then these. Spe- I mean, that was a pretty. They had one. what? Like Although a... you got to say that the Stoutland one this year is is uh, mm. not quite as bad, but eh. eerie oh, well. at least. Okay. So that's punt return. And the other big question you mentioned is nickel corner going up against your boy Cole Beasley. T-N-N. The guy can get a two-way go now. The new nickel. guy can set up defenders now. T-N-N. Your boy. The new what? So what are the options? There are two options, right? One would be... Uh, I think there's at least three options. Three. All right. Well, then lay them out while I eat my bar. Good. Right. Take your time. Option number one. Be descriptive. Option number one. Remember that Jalen Mills is also out, so that complicates things. I think most likely, I would be shocked if it wasn't this way, we will see... Ronald Darby at left cornerback, his natural position, and Rasul Douglas at right cornerback. I think the most likely option is that we will simply see Craven LeBlanc, Mr. Friends himself, Mr. Central Perk, 
in uh, in the nickel with Avante Maddox staying at safety alongside Malcolm Jenkins. Option number two is Avante Maddox slides to the nickel in nickel situations, and Corey Graham goes back deep with Malcolm Jenkins, considering the ease with which Jim Schwartz tossed Corey Graham into oncoming traffic earlier this season. I think that is less likely. Uh, Option number three, Malcolm Jenkins plays the nickel, and Corey Graham plays the box safety role. Option number four, they just stay in base and let uh, Cole Beasley get covered by Camus. (laughs) Option number five... DeAndre Hall, uh, Trey Sullivan, you're chewing. I'm trying to, uh, you know. Option number six, they re-sign Dexter McDougal and release Jordan Matthews. All right, I think it's going to be option number one or three. I hadn't really considered three very much, to be honest with you. I do agree that the most likely scenario is Avante Maddox stays put and Craven LeBlanc. Who was getting in there in the freestyling. Freestyle Friday, yeah. He was not that shy. <laughs> well, it didn't seem to me like he was actually freestyling very much, but he was in the middle of the circle. In there, he was bobbing his head. Yeah, it's a good way that to counts. ingratiate yourself yeah. to Maybe, maybe he teammates. dropped a beat or two. I'm sure he did. So I think most likely he's your nickel corner, which, wow. Crave but why him. is that so wow? I mean, they did the same thing with Dexter McDougall. I, mean, I, 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 had, had I, I literally never heard the guy's name a week ago. That's why it's wow. And now he's going to play seventy-five percent of the snaps. At least I'm not allowed to wow that. You're all, all, all of a sudden just, legislating I, the wows. But we've already been through this. Okay. with Dexter McDougal. All right, tell me about what I'm allowed to wow next time. Thank you. Wow, Malcolm J. You What's know, the, what is Joey's? What is LeBlanc's catchphrase? No, that's Joey Lawrence. Oh, that's Joey Whoa. Lawrence. Oh yeah. Whoa. It's uh, it's uh, um, how you doing? Mm. So that doesn't really fit. So Malcolm, he's more of a he's more of a Joey Lawrence than a LeBlanc. I mean, if Malcolm <clears throat> Jenkins is covering Cole Beasley, more of an Owen Wilson. I would think what he would want to do is just uh, knock him down within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, be a good tactic. Yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley has uh, been better this year than the last couple of years, but I think he still strikes no fear. In the heart of the defense. What I don't think they want to do is have... A, I mean, well, this is sort of a philosophical discussion. What's more important? Of, if you have Avante Maddox, what's more important? Nickel or safety? Well, you know what? It's interesting because I would say that most of the time it's that deep safety. But you could argue that against this offense where Dak Prescott is incapable of throwing the ball beyond 20 yards down the field, that maybe the nickel is more important. No, I I still think it's deep safety, especially okay. when you look at the drop-off. I mean, you don't want Corey Graham back there. You're taking away Malcolm Jenkins' strengths. And so, you know, Maddox is a rookie. He's played well at free safety. Just leave him at free safety and figure out who's going to play nickel. I think that's probably right. And please spare me if if they, like, screw this game up and give up 30 points using this as an excuse. <clears throat> of course. Okay. I mean, we have seen them get thrown on. With the likes of Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles. Yeah. Dak Prescott has not thrown for over, what, 273 yards a game? The Giants should, like, uh, trade for Marcus Mariota. He can play the Eagles and the Cowboys twice a year. That's a good point. The guy might throw for 4,000 yards. 
That's a good point. Which is not something for most quarterbacks now, but for him would be something. Okay. It would be interesting for them to trade for a quarterback who has taken number two overall. It would be. All right, so those are the two major personnel questions, right, for the game. Golden Tate, we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to get in it's there. It's going to be interesting to see how they use him. Be fun. What's the over under for snaps? 68%? 68.5% of the snaps? You think snaps? that's the over under? I just said it. I will. You know what? I didn't even put together a bird lines. Slack. Hey, when's the last time we did a bird line? Smelling yourself. This whole year you've been smelling yourself. I'm not smelling myself. Yeah, I you just are. I'm out of my groove, man. You're like, you're like Doug P. right now. I'm not book. taking a whiff. No. How dare you? <laughs> All right, so that's this, my bird this, line. This you got an answer or not? Your... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over. Over, okay. How about you? Yeah, I'll take the over. Okay. Is it that hard? I mean, come on. Get out there, run some routes. It's been in the league a while. Honestly. Um, over, under, 90% of the snaps played for Lane Johnson. I'll say over with no real feel on it. Over, under, 90% what do you of the think? snaps played for Jason Peters. Under. You think he will be under? I don't know. Okay. I'll take the over for both. Wow. <clears throat> okay. You're feeling them. Over, under... Nine total snaps played for Josh Sweat. Nine snaps? What did he play, four played last four game? last week. Jim Schwartz said earlier this week that uh, part of the reason for that was because they knew they had the buy coming up and the veterans could empty the tank. Do you buy that? No, of course not. Neither do I. I'm taking the under. Nine, you said? Yeah, I'll take yeah. the under. Over, under... Three and a half catches for Nelson Aguilar in this game. Under. Really? I'm going to take the over. Okay. Okay. Uh, over, under, half a snap played on offense by Darren Sproles this season. After. Move, moving forward. Under. I'm going to take the over. <clears throat> One single snap. Okay. Okay. There, we just did an impromptu bird lines. How are you feeling about this team going into the second half of the season? Now that we, how many times have we talked about? No, this? because I've I feel like I've sort of changed my my feel of it. I've gotten to this point in the week, and I feel like all my positives about this team are based on the NFC East stinking. Yeah, and I don't feel that great about the actual team. Well, how do you feel about your boys, the Carolina Panthers, Mister Mister uh, Norv Turner for coach for assistant coach of the year over here? He scored four. Listen, Doug Peterson would write a new book if his offense scored fourteen points in the first half. He would literally quit and go call his publisher. <laughs> you are you are cranky. This is good. That that granola bar did not satiate you fully. Listen, they went into the game fifth in offensive DVOA with a worse offensive line. I would say a worse quarterback. And I don't know if you want to sell me on their skill posi- comparable skill position players to the Eagles. So what's your argument? My argument is that they're not that good. They got okay. thoroughly outplayed by the Eagles here, and then happened to win the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's how everyone will remember that game. Remember that <laughs> Eagles-Panthers game in 2018 where the Eagles thoroughly outplayed they Carolina? Did. Boy, that was a good one. Huh? I'm going to remember that one. That's the model. Well, you're, you're not going to remember it as like the the Panthers came in here and won the game. You're going to remember it. The Eagles shot themselves in the, in the exactly. diggling. Exactly. Yeah. 
So that counts. Yeah, but that's not the eagle. The eagles self imploded. Right, whatever. Keep making excuses All for right, your boys. All right, your your boy Norv. Listen, you're, you're going to get hired as a head coach and bring in a staff of Norv Turner and Brian Schottenheimer, and you're going to you're going to feel real great um, about yourself. You were the Seahawks lover for this season. Thank you. Just nice saying, try that's though. your that's your that's your mo. It sounds like fifth in DVOA, six and three. I think uh, they're okay. You think you think you could uh, if you if you grew your hair out a little bit more, you think you could frost those tips? Go full McVeigh. I couldn't grow my hair out enough. Mm. I think his is na- his are natural, aren't they? Do no they way. Frost those? There's not a single natural thing about that guy. Okay. Okay. Is there any other news to get to? <coughs> Cough streak is alive. News to get to. Cough streak is alive and well. You know what? I feel like no one has really. Uh, like, no players have talked about, like, the matchup barely at all this week. Doesn't it feel that way? It feels like we haven't talked about the matchup. We haven't. Either. And were you surprised at the players coming out and just, like, ripping the Cowboys this week? Like, Jason Peters yesterday? I didn't hear what Peters said <laughs> it yesterday. It was Wednesday. You know, so these players get the same questions every year before Dallas. Oh, you know, fans hate Dallas. How about you guys? What does this rivalry what mean What does this rivalry mean? And Peters like, oh, yeah, I hate him. Do you feel a little weird starting a guy named Dallas against the Cowboys? No, they could have been asked this week, but it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, Jason Peters was like, "Yeah, I hate them. They're the, the arrogance. The you know, what do you hate about them? The arrogance, America's team." He was like going on and on. I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, here's a throwaway question.' He's not gonna." Then he just started going after him. Well, he's from Texas. He knows him well. He said, he, "You know, at, back home they said that uh, Eagles got lucky last year." He said. That's Imagine saying that to Jason Peters' face. <laughs> I feel like the player just saw like the Cowboys' performance Monday night, and we're like, "Yeah, we got this." Yeah, not really worried. It's a good point. Okay, <sighs> let's go. Bring the energy level up. What's next? Well, let me take a sip. Let me take a sip of this coffee. Then I'm taking a sip. <clears throat> All right, are we going to do the uh, bird lines, or do you want my, my uh, little note on how to fix the offense that I emailed you? I haven't read it yet, so go ahead. Tell okay, me. all right. So here's this isn't anything earth shattering. Well, you just said how to fix the offense. That seems pretty uh, declarative. Yeah, it better be earth shattering. Okay, better knock my socks off. Number one is something we talked about earlier in the week with uh, Joe Gilio, which is what hire Frank Reich back. Well, that would be good. That would be a nice start. But uh, get Dallas Goddard. And they're a little bit more. 17 of 18. People are going to think I'm joking with my resources takes. <clears throat> I am not. Get the guy the ball more. The film backs up the numbers. Carson Wentz to Dallas Goddard, 17 for 18, 184 yards, three touchdowns. Not a huge sample size, but when you watch the guy, is he getting open? Is he catching the ball? Is he making plays? I think so. Is it that hard to learn? Like, you know, come on, get him in there. Well, I will tell you that the Cowboys defense... 25th in DVOA against the tight ends. Nice. Good job. It's a Goddard game. Get them in there. All right, that's one. Two, and this could really be said about probably every NFL team, just like take some more shots downfield. I don't care if you don't have the burner or, you know, the Mike Wallace or the Torrey Smith. Given how the rules are and how easy it is to get a pass interference or a defensive holding, like take some of those shots. You know, I was looking at the numbers. Wentz, 
Uh, 11.1% of his attempts this year have gone 20 yards or more downfield. Last year was 14.3, so it's lower this year. He's completing 48.3% of those passes this year. It's a nice number. It's pretty good. Where does that rank? Do you know? It was pretty good. No. It was above average. Okay. I think it was ninth, maybe. Sounds about Could right. Could have been sixth. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, that's a good number for you to make up. And, yeah, whatever. And, 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 no one will check it because it's so... They don't have sport radar. above average, right? Doug Peterson... I'll give them your password. ...mentioned it in his press conference uh, this week. Hit, hit us up with hashtag uh, Shields Sport Radar, and I'll give you his password. That one's really going to take off. I think it'll be in that trending box on uh, Twitter later today. Shields, hashtag, what is that? Shields it Sport Radar. Okay. Well, yeah, that's going to go viral. Yeah. Uh, Peterson did say it in his press conference this week that, you know, he was said something like the last two games we got more aggressive downfield or whatever. And so I think, you know, they realized it was a little, you know, take the shot. So you don't always have to have the personnel. You can scheme things up. I will say the Cowboys... I think ranks second in the NFL in fewest explosive pass plays allowed. Well, they just had five explosive pass plays against a team who ranked first. Exactly. And the Jaguars ranked pretty good there, and the Eagles chucked it downfield on them a little that's bit. What I, that's what I, that was what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were saying the Titans. No. Like, the Jaguars okay. ranked first. You act like I listened. And to they the just had five passing plays. Okay. I know that from you. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to pay attention to me. Pay attention to yourself. That's two. And then three is very simple, what we've talked about a million times. Get number 28 off the <laughs> field on third down in obvious passing situations. The guy's given up like a sack a game. You don't need that in crucial spots. Yeah, you do not need that. I mean, you can go into a game telling Corey Clement you're not touching the ball this week. Maybe they should put Goddard in the backfield on third down. Honestly, that is not crazy. Anything. He's a little tall, though. Might get in Wentz's way. Yeah, that's a, actually, that's a fair point. Right? Yeah. So much for my lotta. Low man wins. Low man wins. That's why Darren Sproles <laughs> is so good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah, especially in front of Drew Brees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so those are my three. Listen, again, none of those We've talked about this once before yeah. uh, when they had the mini-buy, but is there are those things that you think that they have maybe looked at in the the self scouting mm. department and said these are some things that we can uh change up our tendencies on? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I mean there's got to be some stat like, you know, sacks allowed due to running back blown block mm. when Wendell Smallwood is on the field. I would think it would be pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> you want some you want some reason for hope here? Sure, you're the one. Can, you're the one who said you're down on them. Yeah, I've hijacked the uh, podcast here, so I might as well keep going. It's totally fine. Carson Wentz. Most people prefer you anyway. <laughs> uh, you got some supporters on iTunes after I mentioned that you were getting yeah. ripped on on uh, Apple Podcast reviews. Yeah. Few, few people well, jumped these on. People there. who ripped like the one episode, like a, you dropped down to a one star because of the one episode, or uh, uh, I like this show, but I can't listen to it anymore after he trashed America, which I didn't trash America. Like this, like this nonsense. These, these, these snowflakes. Like, calm down. It was one episode, and then the people who were like, "Oh, uh, uh, I don't like the callers on the WIP show." Like, we're giving you an extra show a week. Calm down. If you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. I thought I was the grumpy one. <laughs> it's nonsense. <laughs> okay, very good. But you did get some. Uh, 
supporters after I mentioned that who logged on to Apple Podcasts and left some very kind reviews. So continue to do that. All right. Please be kind and rewind. Carson Wentz, last four games, Eagles passing DVOA, average of 47.73. That would rank third in the NFL over the course of the season. Okay, that's interesting. So on the season, they're what? I don't know, 20th, I can 16th, tell you they something. are 20th. 20th. However, if you say, all right, take out the Foles games, take out Wentz's first two starts, are they trending in the right direction? There's data that says they are trending in the right well, direction. Well, I think that's nice, but and I, I, I brought this up uh, to DFOP Sunset Shaz, but... Uh, I mean, is that sustainable? Isn't it possible that that was the his that was his best four game stretch of the season, and they they mm. just were two and two? Ooh, glass half empty, huh? I, that doesn't seem impossible to me. I mean, these are these are this was one of the this was the best four game stretch of his career. Well, it also does seem like it's sustainable because it would be the third best in the league. You know, could they be a could he? Well, that's put, true. Could he turn in a top three <laughs> quarterback performance the rest of the way? I think so. Yeah, I think that. I mean, Mahomes has one spot accounted for. Yeah, your boy. And that leaves two. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, Dak probably is number two. Maybe. All right. Well, are we going to quail it up? Yeah, we can quail it up. Okay. Let's start at the quarterback position. Okay. Let's run through these. Quail of a tape. Dak Prescott, 28th in DVOA. I was looking at some Dak Prescott stats, and. I wanted to see if you disc, discount his rookie season. I know that's unfair. He had a good rookie season, but although Sunset Chaz did also last year point out that rookie quarterback performance is not uh, predictive. So you look at his second and third season numbers. What was more predictive for you, your your freshman year performance or your sophomore? Definitely sophomore year. Freshman high, year. High school or college? College. Freshman year, first semester, I was a disaster. Mm. Total disaster. Too much beer pong, huh? Yeah, I did. and then cut loose. I, I had a I had a nine a.m. Uh, statistics class, mm. but I had taken uh, AP statistics. You know, no big deal Bragger, in, in, okay. in high school. So I didn't really think that I needed to learn this stuff. I thought I had already learned it. Peter pulled the Peterson, huh? And the teacher had a policy where if you missed three or fewer classes. It was a 9 a.m. class. Then you didn't have to take the final. So for the first like couple weeks, I uh, like tried to go to class. But then once I missed my fourth class, oh. I like never went to. There's no incentive. I, I never went to class again. And then I started to study for the final and realized that I had absolutely no mm. idea what was going on, and pulled you know some kind of like uh, I got sick. I'm gonna have to postpone this and then was able to cram for a couple days. Oh, what a weasel. Yeah, total weasel move. Oh, my gosh. I have no, I'm, no, I'm not defending Lying that. Lying about a sickness. Well, at least I didn't say it was like a, you know, like a family member or something. you got like to, uh, you know. I got something to atone read for? Read the Kelsey story. you got to nads up there and just get in there. Yeah. Take I mean, your medicine. Well, at the same time, I made a play. I can't I wait mean, to tell Casey this story. I made a play, older. that's all. Do as your father says. Not was, as, <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, I was the I was about as as bad a procrastinator as there's ever been, which I still am. Me too. I finished the the second story at two a.m. last night. Okay. All right. Sorry. What were you saying? Dak Prescott, <laughs> his second and third season. I'm going to read you the, his comparison to this player who has very similar stats. Uh, Dak started 24 games. This guy 25. 
Dax completion percentage uh, just under 63%. This guy's just under 60%. 32 touchdowns to 18 interceptions for Dak. 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions for this other guy. Quarterback rating for Dak of 87.4, 85.1. For the other guy, they have the basically exact same yards per attempt, very similar adjusted yards per attempt. This player's second and third season were 2004 to 2005. you know who I'm talking about? Oh, no. I thought it was someone during the same uh, window. No. Okay. 2004 to 2005. No. Who do you got? Doug Peterson? Turns out Dak Prescott is Byron Leftwich. Oh, I always liked Byron. So did I. Yeah. They don't seem like similar players. What a weird pull. Like, (laughs) what kind of freaking research did you do to get this? I just looked at his numbers and found out who was similar. Gosh. You have problems. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, So, who would you rather have? Dak Prescott, who can't throw the ball past 15 yards, or Carson Wentz? Wentz. You know... I think there's an argument to be made that uh, there is no argument to be made. It's definitely Carson Wentz. Score one for the Eagles. Running back, Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams and, like, half of Corey Clement. Clement, my gosh. Or moderately pudgy Ezekiel Elliott. Who, whom... Fran Duffy called the best running back in the NFL this week. I was shocked. Who would you say it is? I mean, I'd say Wendell, but I think Gurley's better. You know what? I've never, like, watched Gurley and been, like, I'm blown away by this guy. I think Philip Lindsay's better. I love that guy. <laughs> Dude, that guy's awesome. He's number one in DVOA, running is for he? running backs. Yeah. Every time I watch yeah, him, I'm like, all right, that passes the eye test. Yeah. I'm in on him. I <laughs> just, I don't think Ezekiel is that good. I mean, Barkley, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, I I'd rather have Barkley. Yeah, so would I. You know, you don't have to worry about off-field stuff. Better as a receiver. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I like some negative fronts and then a 70-yarder. I'm in on that I style. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like Ezekiel Elliott that much. Okay. I think he's overrated. They've been uh, very, you know... Obviously, I'd rather have him than the Eagles running backs. I think in, like, success rate, they're 15th or 16th. Um, so they've had a pretty mediocre... I don't know what, what your numbers there say, but in, in that one, they've had a pretty mediocre um, run game this year. Bob Sturm, who does a... Have you been reading any of Bob Sturm's stuff uh, this I week? I have, yeah. He does a nice job. Bob BS does a great job. Yeah, he does a great job for the athletic... Uh, a Sturm is coming. The, the Cowboys. What's that? A Sturm is coming. You should give him that one. Mm. Uh, not a homer at all. I mean, he every piece, on the stern. every piece I've read of it, he, he's um, like bum, bum, bum. Uh, crushing them. Yeah, which yeah, he's is good. which is fun. Um, yeah, so he's been pointing out that you know, don't it's not like oh the run game's out of this world and the other areas they're sucking at. He's like the run game has not been uh, <clears throat> nearly as good as it needs to be if you're going to have this style of offense this year. But yes, uh, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott over this. Uh, what's your uh, now that we're at Friday, who's going to lead the Eagles in carries on Sunday? I think it will be Wendell. I mean, that's not exciting. Josh Adams. Okay. Just to make you mad. Yeah. You're going to have to write the Josh Adams emergence story. I already had to game, write the Wendell you? story. Yeah, so this after is your second him one. all summer. Okay. All right, this one's close. Zach Ertz 
and Dallas Goddard, or Geoff Swaim. Who's your favorite Geoff? Good question. Uh, Geoff Jenkins, I would say. I was going to say Jenkins or Schwartz. Hmm, yeah, you should go Schwartz. Okay. I don't like a Geoff in most cases. Eh, it's a ridiculous own. name. That's not how it's spelled. It's, it's not phonetic. I disagree. It's perfectly fine. What do I care, Geoff? What do you care? I mean, I don't really care. It's not holding me back on a daily basis. <laughs> but if I look at it, I don't think that's how it should be pronounced. I think, I think if you're going to name your son Jeff, spell, spell it phonetically. One man's opinion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Eagles tight ends. That's an easy one. Uh, yeah, I think that's an easy and one. And as you mentioned, Cowboys 25th in D- Oh, no, as I mentioned, stealing your thunder. Cowboys 25th in DVOA against tight ends. Get uh, You ever do those daily fantasy things? Not really. I mean, I've never done one. But if you do do one, you do. Either uh, pay up for Ertzy or uh, take a cheap flyer on Goddard, I yeah, think. I like that. All right. <clears throat> Wide receivers, Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, and Michael Gallup, or Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Golden Tate. Do you know that uh, in DVOA and DYAR, Nelson Aguilar is 67th of 68 receivers? Really? Yes. Ooh. Of the qualifiers. What you think? Did you, were you able to read Joe Banner's Q&A today or no? Of course I did. I don't, I don't always know. read Joe. You don't always talk. I mean, I knew you would read it eventually. I thought that might be a pregame read for you in the link. No, I always read, I always read JB. What would you think of his take on uh, Aguilar there? Let's uh, describe the situation first because I, I know it is kind of confusing. So they've exercised the fifth-year option on Nelson Aguilar, which is for 2019. However, all that means is that if he gets injured from now until the end of the year, then like that, that – kicks in they have to give him that fifth year option it's guaranteed or whatever however if after the season i think they have a window i think it's relatively quick right i don't know if it's in between i would be lying if i all right i forget what the date is anyway exactly what it shortly was. after the season i believe uh they have this time period where they can say uh you can cut him and then you don't owe him that fifth year it's not guaranteed for skill or whatever you want to call it um so you can still cut him if you don't want to pay him that money i want to say it's like nine-ish million mm. Uh, it would be for next year. Um, you could obviously extend him at any time if you felt like that was the move, or you could just keep him and say, let's have him play this out another year, and then uh, we'll figure out what to do after the season. So those or are the you scenarios. could cut him in and then try to resign him based on yes. what the market Yes, dictates. you could cut him and then see. he says, I want to see what else is out there. You say, go ahead, and then you end up resigning him. I, it's, a, it's a fascinating decision because they don't have a ton of cap space. At the same time, they don't have – any young, good outside receivers. I mean, depending on well, he doesn't fall uh, what into you that think category, Matt Collins. But uh, he could be. I mean, he's serviceable. How? He had a good There's year last no year. no evidence he's an outside. What are you talking oh, about? sorry, not outside. I just, oh. I just, I just meant, I just meant non-tight end is okay. what I meant. All right. Uh, wide receiver. That's fair. I was ready to. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a, the most fascinating decision they have this offseason, mm. more so than Brandon Graham. And whether to uh, bring the bags of money to Carson Wentz's house. That's a fascinating one. I mean, just do that. Well, they could wait a year. Yeah, they could. 
So, so, so what's your, what's your uh, you know, water gun to your head? or uh... Water gun to my head, I think he will be back. And I think, I think they will work out a deal. I think it will be an extension. Not, the, not simply the picking up the option. Because then I think they can move the cap number around a little bit This better. is a really tough one because... It's really right, tough. So let's say <clears throat> you let him walk to sign a receiver. That's not cheap. Right. And I mean, have, what, what did Mike Wallace cost? I don't remember. Whatever it was, it was... <laughs> Torrey Smith got, what, five? Right. So, yeah. you know, nine for a younger player doesn't seem crazy. I almost feel like water gun to my head is he's... he's gone? He, I mean, I think he needs to show... I think, I think you need to see what happens in the second half of the year, all right? Yeah. If, he, if all of a sudden he's making plays... And he's okay. an enigma. It really is weird. It's so weird when you look at his... Uh, his numbers nine yards per reception. Um, so if he shows something, then yeah, maybe an extension. But I don't know. I think if I had to say right now, you said, "Here's a, uh, here's some lettuce. You could throw on one of these options." Mm, some lechuga. I think I would say maybe he's uh, entering his final stretch as an eagle. Okay. Oh, it's possible. You know, if you look at it as getting the best. Um, so you've got a you know in passing situations you've got your running back and then four other players right are going to be on the field mm-hmm. you know Jeffrey Goddard Ertz potentially as I mean you're all telling me they're going to move to this two tight end offense who's who's you all I don't know the non resource people and so if you look at it that way I mean maybe you do stick with I, I don't know at least you have some options there where I Sean's just don't going to be twenty nine he's played one full season in the last. Four years. Mm. His yards per reception are going down every year. Eh, that's that's fluky to me. He's playing great this year. He's playing great this that's year. That's just how he's being used. That doesn't mean anything to that's, me. Okay, but you really, you really, you really counting on him? Well, not to um, you know rehash the the whole Goddard conversation. But, like, if you're going to spend that pick on him, then he, he should be one of the guys next year who's on the field a lot in two tight end sets. Just one of the guys. Ertz isn't going to come off. You don't want Ertz off the field. Yeah. So I would imagine when you make that pick, you had some thought of, you know, you're looking ahead a little bit, I would hope. Yeah, but you can't, you can't just play 12 personnel Says who? How about 14? Is that one? 14? Four tight ends? I guess you could do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. What were we talking yeah, about? Damo excited. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, wide receivers. Who would you rather have? The Eagles or the Cowboys? I would say the Eagles. It doesn't, it doesn't seem <clears> like <throat> a... Uh, it's not a blowout. They're I'd rather not have blowing Eagles, them out. So. Yeah. Michael Gallup has shown some things for the uh, It does seem like Cowboys. even Doug Peterson did this today. They're sort of trying to keep the expectations low for Golden Tate, huh? You got to give him a package, you know... Yeah, you got eight games. You gave up a third round pick. You gotta, you gotta use this guy right away, man. Yeah. Stay golden, pony boy. Omari Cooper in the first game was lining up on both sides, so I think both corners will see him. They're obviously going to just feed him the ball a lot. Uh, he had a nice touchdown in that game. Michael Gallup has made a lot of big plays for them. I think six of twenty plus, averaging over eighteen yards per catch. So. Um, Done some nice stuff downfield. I think he was on our list, right? I thought he was an option. For, I believe he I was. I thought he was a potential yeah. option the for the Eagles. Yeah. 
Um, and then your boy Cole Beasley in the slot. We'll see who covers him. CB. Sorry, 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 sorry. I ain't sorry. Does Aguilar play more snaps than Tate, definitely? I say yes. Okay. I would say yes, too. Tyron Smith against Jason Peters. Both guys playing injured. Both guys not up to their typical standard. I would still take Tyron Smith right now. I think so. Uh, Connor Williams has been bad this year as a rookie, but he is not going to play. So it's going to be some guy named Mike Redman or Xavier Suafilo. Hmm. You like those guys more than Isaac Siamalo? No. I'll take I'll take Big Ike. Siamalo's kind of been fine, quietly. Yeah, it's been good. Big Ike. IS. Uh, Joe Looney. Go Deeks. Good win last night. Or Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. I agree. Zach Martin or Brandon Brooks? Kelsey, who you pointed out has been playing injured, but I would argue he's... Uh, Playing injured much better recently than he was earlier. Yeah, he looks better than he did in the past. Save for that one play he had to miss against the Jaguars. Right. He had the twigs and berries. Hmm. Uh, Zach Martin, I think, is playing better than Brandon Brooks right now. Yeah. People are people are saying he's playing great. I don't don't know that. He gets too much pub. I'll take Brandon Brooks. Okay. Uh, Lyle Collins versus like. Who knows what you're going to get out of Lane Johnson? I have no idea how to handicap this one. Well, he is handicapped. Well, I'll take Lane. I think Lyle Collins is not very good. Where do you think the uh, Where do you think Football Outsiders has the Cowboys' offensive line ranking in pass protection? Is this like sacks per dropbacks what, type deal? Uh, What's their, their metric? It's not the sack rate. It's just. Uh, oh. Because they're last in sack rate. Dak Prescott's being sacked on 10.5% of it's his It's just they have a pass protection number. I don't know, last? 31st. Okay. Well, I didn't know that you Glad knew Glad we have no idea what the number means. <laughs> All right, next. It's adjusted sack rate. Okay. So they're 31st in adjusted sack rate. Okay. All right. That was fun. Defensive line. Cowboys have a not bad defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence, probably yeah. the best uh, pass, pure pass rusher in this game. Randy Gregory, David Irving, Crawford. There, some well, other guys. Irving's not going to play. I don't okay. think. I'll look at the. Uh, he has an ankle injury, and Gregory didn't play last week, so they're banged up on the defensive line. Yeah, it's Tyrone Crawford, Demarcus Lawrence, and kind of a bunch of guys there. All right, we have some injury, an injury update since we did this. Uh, oh, I love news during the late. show. Uh, so the Eagles that are out are Sidney Jones, Jalen Mills, and Darren Sproles. Kind of knew about that, although Doug was trying to make it sound like Jones was going to give me a break. Have his kick the tires up until game time. Lane Johnson and Josh Sweat <clears throat> are questionable. Oh, geez, if Josh Sweat can't go, then you're in real big trouble. Okay, what else you got? What's Josh Sweat's injury? You broke into the the middle of the show for that. Well, I just saw the injury report came through, so I thought there might be more. I'm going to look up the Cowboys one. Go ahead and talk and give the people what they want. Um, Cowboys, like the Eagles, defensive line, uh, very good against the run. They are third, and the Eagles are first. But they are uh, 15th in adjusted sack rate, whereas the Eagles are 17th. It's an interesting matchup. Similar profiles. 
I think so. I'm trying to think who I would take. I guess I would take the Eagles. Feel like kind of a yeah. homer there, but I take the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you probably go with the Cowboys linebacker. Definitely. <laughs> Jalen Smith has been better than last year. It's been good. I mean, I don't know. Watching him in that Monday night game, was I was like, all place, right, he's yeah. flying around. Leighton Van Der Esch has that monster neck. Has the monster neck. And uh, Hicks and Bradham have been... Eh. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the Cowboys. Byron Jones has been good this year. Mm. Chidobi Awuzie on the other side. And uh, Anthony Brown in the slot. Their numbers against slot receivers are pretty good, though. They are pretty good. So, against, what's it, Douglas, Darby, and LeBlanc. Mm. Uh-uh. Cowboys. How you doing? Gotta take the Cowboys. You got to. Safety, Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath. Heath Bar Crunch. Or Vontae Maddox and Malcolm Jenkins. I'll take the Eagles. <clears throat> Me too. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five. Seven to five for me, eight to four for you. There you go. There you go. Ready for Al, you know. Oh, I didn't know we were doing this. Okay. If the Eagles win this game, Sheil. Oh, my gosh. What will we be talking about? Oh, we're going to this? Do you have an answer in mind? Hadn't given it a moment's thought. <laughs> All right, let me think real quick here. <clears throat> Who will we be talking about Monday if the Eagles win? We cannot pick Carson Wentz. Cowboys give up a lot of sacks. Tight ends, though. Give me the uh, give me the the tight. I can't take. Can I take both the tight ends? Do I have to pick one? Sure. You can take them both. I'll, I'll say I, I think I think next week will be the um, boy Zach Hertz is having this historic. Uh, you think that will finally be the season, and no one's paying attention to him. And look at these numbers, type deal. Yeah, I think I'll have a big game Sunday night, and uh, I think we'll be talking about well, you know, the Eagles now. Second, this, these twelve personnel sets they can use now with Goddard and Hertz. Look at this. Oh, I'm one of those deals. So okay. I think the tight ends will have a a big game. For the Eagles, and uh, that's what we'll be talking about Sunday night. So, I mean, Monday morning, so exciting. Very Tight exciting. end talk on a Monday morning. Nothing like that. I think there's a case to be made for Fletcher Cox. Eh, but I think week. that's every week. <coughs> Although he really, yeah, with the, you know. But, I mean, you know. The left guard On the, on the one hand, yeah. he could be going up against Zach Martin, and if he beats him, then that's, you know. That's fine. That makes headlines. Or they could just sort of uh, make sure that he's always going up against those uh, mediocre guys at left guard, and then maybe he just has a monster game. And we know that uh, Chris Collinsworth likes to go with Fletcher Cox. I'm gonna go. Uh, so much attention on Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate. How are they gonna use those guys? I think maybe we see a big Alshon Jeffrey game. Mm. Two touchdowns. Two. Hundred yards receiving. Hundred. Yeah. Okay. Why not? It's a good one. If the Eagles lose this game. And fall to four and five, facing a trip to New Orleans next week. All of a sudden, the season is on the brink. Who will we be talking about if they lose? Well, I'm going to go with the devil again and keep my uh, theme alive. Hmm. I, big, uh, big day content-wise for pairs on the athletic.com. Correct. correct. 
I think we'll be talking about their tackle situation. Hmm. I think uh, Demarcus Lawrence, <clears throat> he's got some game wrecker in him. I think he's capable of wrecking a game. Hey, what did he have that in that yeah. Falcons game last yeah. year? What was it? Mm. Or was it the Falcons? No, I'm I'm thinking know. of a reverse. You brought it up. I'm thinking Adrian of Adrian uh, Claiborne. I'm thinking of Adrian yeah. Claiborne. No, but he's got Byron six Bell. and a half sacks. Uh, he had the strip sack last week, which we know Wentz is fumbling problems. Sure do. And so I think we we'll, got to fumble every game this year. Yeah, I think we will be saying that. Uh, or the Cowboys' path to a victory is that their defense really plays well. Their their defense has some like like it didn't look good Monday night. Overall, their numbers are very good though this year. They're top five in points allowed. You know, I think third down, they're top five. A lot of these different uh, categories that have some meaning to them. And so... You know where they rank in DVOA? Where? 17th. Okay. But, yeah. Whatever. Although their run defense is fourth. It's the only That's top, right. Their the, pass defense is the only low. top five unit on either team. Mm, okay. <clears throat> well, it doesn't take much sometimes to slow down the, the Eagles' offense, so... You know, mediocre might be enough. Hmm. So I think it would be with the Cowboys pass rush. Maybe it could be, you know, you could make a case for like uh, Jalen Smith gets in there on a on a blitz or something. They, he's got three sacks on the season. But I think it will be, oh, man, those tackles were just, you know, crushing or, or struggling uh, against the Cowboys pass rush. And that really cost the Eagles a lot of talk of didn't not staying on schedule. You know, well... A micro press conference next Tuesday. Where? Why would they do such a small press conference? Where they're talking about, you know, got to got to stay in third and manageable. One of those. So that that's what I will say. What do you got? I think if the Eagles lose this game, there's a lot of talk on Monday about what happened to Doug Peterson. Oh, the coach. Yeah. Hmm. Listen, there's a lot on his shoulders right now. I agree. They paid a third-round pick to bring in this guy to help the offense. I think, uh, you know, and again, if they lose this game, then all of a sudden the season's looking looking tight, getting late early, getting a little tighter on the neck. I think, uh, I think Doug Peterson all of a sudden is under the microscope. <laughs> what do you mean? Not like, not okay. like the hot, hot, hot Oh, seat. man, I was hoping you were going to go big there. But... I mean, I think uh, I think there are some fair questions that can be asked of the head coach if they lose this game. You got the bye week. You got guys a little bit healthier. You got the self scouting. The offense has not carried its load. If they don't come out and score, you know, more than twenty four points against the mediocre Cowboys defense Sunday night with the world watching, what are you paying them for? Mm. It's not the new normal. I think that's. Uh, I think fair questions can be asked. Very good. All right. <clears throat> With that in mind, let's get to the crystal ball eagle. Want to rock paper scissors shoot for who goes first? No. All right, then you're going first. Okay. I don't have a good feel on this. I have a good. You feel- know, my wife once won a, a rock paper scissors shoot tournament at Disney World when what? she. What? Yeah. She told you she, it's one of her greatest accomplishments. What does that entail? You'll How many rounds are we talking? That's a good question. Was it best of three? I think it was. Okay. Did she have a strategy or was she just... We're going to have to get her on the podcast for you to ask her. I don't, 100%. I don't know the to that. It would be much more entertaining than what we've just put out there for the uh, last 100%. hour. 
I feel like the Eagles, I feel good about the Eagles winning this game. I would be, this is one of those games I would be very surprised if they lost this game. I don't even know what the conversation would be like in Mike and Merrill's booth with us uh, at uh, 3 a.m. if they <laughs> yeah, lose gonna this game. It's going to be a late one. Jeez. It's going to be interesting. So I think they're going to win this game. I don't have a good I feel. I got to pull an all-nighter this week. Yeah? Yeah, because Rachel flies out on Monday morning, so I got to take Casey to, Casey to daycare. Oh, my God. It's going to be ugly. You're going to be a wreck next week. It's gonna be, next week is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Stay tuned for podcasts on. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles came out coming off the bye, figured some stuff out. The Cowboys seem like a team that's just ready to give up on its season. And the, everyone knows the head coach probably um, is on his last legs finally, and they're going to fire him. So if this was a game where the You could Eagles- take away his legs. He'll still be clapping. True. If this were a game when he was on his last hands. came out, crushed them, you know, put up like a, uh, I can't say 40, but, you know, 35, 37 to 17, something like that, that would not shock me. You know, I'm from Missouri, the show me, <laughs> <laughs> the show me state, right? You are? Uh, no, I'm not. <clears throat> but I'm not willing to predict that until... They actually do it mm. is the point. So I'm going to say it kind of follows a similar trend. They move the ball nicely. <laughs> Maybe they're up and down in the red zone a little bit on third down a little bit. Maybe there's a fumble in there, uh, some kind of turnover. The defense is okay, but like Amari Cooper gets them for a big play. Uh, maybe special teams gives up something. I don't know. But the bottom line is that I think the Eagles will win and pretty comfortably but it's not going to be this explosive offensive performance. I'll say Eagles 24. <coughs> you just said you wouldn't be surprised if they scored 35 I said I wouldn't be surprised, and that's not what I'm predicting. Okay. Listen, Cowboys 16, Eagles oh. cover. <coughs> okay. Not the breakout performance everyone uh, no. might be anticipating. Though. Okay. Uh, I'm wary of saying this because I would have said the same thing heading into the Titans game, but I, I think this matchup – specifically uh, looks good for the Eagles. You've got a Cowboys defense whose strength is against the run. Eagles don't care about their running game. I think they'll be able to throw the ball. I think they will have some um, exciting things lined up for incorporating Golden Tate and Nelson Aguilar. I think think that Doug Peterson will have some nice uh, (coughs) self-scouting nuggets to incorporate into the game plan. And, again, uh, wary of saying this, considering what Blake Bortles and uh, Marcus Marriott have done, but I, I don't see Dak Prescott throwing all over this secondary until the second half when I'm sure that he will. Um, I think the Eagles are pretty well suited to handle Ezekiel Elliott. I think Carson Wentz has uh, been reinvigorated by the blood of all those ducks he killed. Ugh. Uh, and I think uh, I think a Sunday night game coming off a bye, Lincoln Financial Field. That crowd is going to be liquored oh, up and ready here to go. We go. Kissing up to the. I fans think it'll again. be a nice, uh, nice atmosphere. They got the black uh, uniforms on. Oh yeah, that'll make a big. Which difference. I don't like, really, to be perfectly honest. I just don't like them. <laughs> You're just using it as your reason why they're going to, you know. Yeah, some fans like it. Right. <laughs> um. I think the Eagles will win this game 
26 to 20. Okay. So they don't cover there. What's the the spread is seven? Oh, I thought it was six, six and, and a half. half. That could be wrong. I don't know. Okay. It's not my job to cover the team. What am I supposed to know? You're the one who tweets that. Last bit of housekeeping. Oh. Uh-huh. You, you, sh- you said lemur DM'd you <laughs> uh, on. Moa culpa. We got a big <laughs> Go moa. We got a big moa culpa. Go here. ahead. Why don't you no, I, I would like to hear from your uh, from your perspective. Well, yeah, during the last show, you said Lemur DM'd me on Instagram this picture of Sean McVeigh, which, you know, was a funny picture. Yeah. He looked like a beautiful mind or whatever it was. And uh, he showed it to me, and I thought, you know, that's pretty funny, a little bit weird. <laughs> I thought that, you know, my friend Lemur, have you met him? No. You've never met, uh, was doing that. So I, you know. Lemur is a fast listener. He usually takes the dog for a walk that mm. night and listens. And he says, uh, <laughs> I didn't send anything to Bo on Instagram. <laughs> I said, was it an, oh, another lemur question mark? And he said, no idea. Have him send you a screenshot. <laughs> and I said, what he, an odd listening experience that must have I been I said, for he lemur. showed me the picture. I wonder who sent it. He said, I don't even know his Instagram name. <laughs> 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 and so he said he was very confused. Yeah, what an odd, what an odd experience that must have been, both for him and well, who was the, the guy? other guy? Who uh, I guess I don't know who he is. Lehman. Lehman. Lehman said that's a big assumption by <laughs> Lehman, based on a similar sounding name, which I have to say I agree. Well, of course, but you have to. It's not like I was consistently reevaluating the assumption. I made the assumption from the get go, and then never, never checked back on it. So, Moa culpa to Lemur and Lehman. Yeah, both of them. What a what a bizarre moment that must have been for both of them. Sure. All right, wrap it up. I can get some food. All right. Uh, we'll have the cheat sheet coming up this weekend on theathletic.com slash Philadelphia. Check out Shields. Joe Banner interview. Check out the dueling stories on guys getting hit in the sensitive parts. Theathletic.com slash WIP gets you 30% off. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes. And uh, we will see you extremely late or more more precisely early Monday morning. And for Shil Kapadia, I'm Bo Wolf. And as always, we love you. friends.